The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we will discuss the college football history of the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. This program has national championships, Hall of Fame players, and records galore. Three national championships on the Division II level. One coach who took the program to that promised land. One Hall of Fame coach with a football stadium named after him. One backup quarterback who came in in the waning moments to propel a stunning upset. One win in dominating fashion to secure a national championship. One last-second field goal to derail an upset. One second-quarter meltdown. One undefeated, untied national championship team. One player to become the first two-time Ray Guy Award winner. One Hall of Fame quarterback. One Hall of Fame defensive end. One Hall of Fame tackle. One record-setting receiver. Two quarterbacks who rewrote the school's passing records. Two rivals. One then and one now. One rough start for the program. One strange season. And, of course, perhaps the most compelling mascot in the history of college football. First season, 1901. National Championships 3 on the Division II level, 1972, 1973, 1974. Heisman Trophy winner, zero, best coach. Maxie Lambright, 1967 to 1978, 95 wins, 36 losses, and two ties, and won 72.2% of his games. In 12 seasons as head coach, Coach Lambright's version of the Bulldogs posted one undefeated, untied season, three one-loss seasons, and four two-loss seasons. From 1972 to 1974, for three seasons, his Bulldogs won three consecutive national championships with a combined record of 35 wins and two losses. And if you extended this, throw in the season before and after, that is the 1971 and 1975 seasons, for five seasons, the Bulldogs were combined 52 wins, six losses. In 1977 and 1978, Coach Lambright guided the Bulldogs to two consecutive Independence Bowls. But attention must be paid to one other coach, Joe Alliette, 1940-1966, 151 wins, 86 losses, and 8 ties, and won 63.3% of his games. Coach Alliette was the winningest coach in Louisiana Tech's history. Coach Alliette's version of the Bulldogs won or shared 12 conference titles. The Louisiana Tech home football stadium was renamed after him in his honor. Coach Joe Alliette is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Most stunning win. Louisiana Tech 29, Alabama 28, September 18th, 1999. Louisiana Tech entered the game 1-2. and two. Number 18, Alabama entered the game 2-0 and oh, and would go on to win the SEC championship that year and a berth in the Orange Bowl. Playing in Tuscaloosa, Louisiana Tech stunned the home crowd by taking a 12-3 lead in the halftime. But in the second quarter, Alabama stormed back to go up 18-15. In the fourth quarter, Bulldog quarterback Tom Rattay tossed a 12-yard touchdown pass to put the Bulldogs up 22-18. But Alabama then scored 10 unanswered points to return the lead back to the tie, 28-22. Late in the fourth quarter, with 2.36 remaining in the game, 
Rattay mounted a drive and drove the Bulldogs down the field to the Alabama 16. With under a minute remaining on second down, tied Kenny King, sacked Rattay, who the year before had led the nation in all-purpose yards. Now, this was for a seven-yard loss. Rattay was injured on the play and taken off the field on a stretcher. In comes the backup, quarterback Brian Stallworth. Here's what happened. On third down, on Stallworth's first play, he is sacked for a 10-yard loss. With two seconds remaining in the game, Louisiana Tech was facing a fourth and 26 at the 28-yard line. Backup quarterback Brian Stallworth threw to Sean Cangelosi, and Cangelosi soared up and grabbed the ball for the game-tying touchdown. The stunned TV announcer yelled, touchdown Bulldogs, touchdown Bulldogs, touchdown Bulldogs. The extra point was good, preserving the stunning upset. But attention must be paid to one other game. Louisiana Tech 35, Tennessee Tech 0, December 10, 1972, Grantland Rice Bowl. Number two, Louisiana Tech entered the game 11-0, undefeated, untied, and entertained aspirations of a Division II national championship. Tennessee State entered the game 10-1, playing virtually a home game in Baton Rouge. In the first quarter, Louisiana Tech jumped out early on a 24-yard touchdown pass from Duranda Johnson. In the second quarter, still up 7-0, field dog linebacker Joe McNeely, who that day would go on to have 12 solo tackles and a fumble recovery, returned a 31-yard pick six and the Bulldogs were up 14 to nothing. Louisiana Tech added two more second quarter touchdowns to take a 28 to nothing lead in the halftime and never looked back to secure the national championship for Louisiana Tech. Most stunning loss, Auburn 16, Louisiana Tech 14, October 6th, 1990. Louisiana Tech in its second season at the Division 1A level ended the game four and one and such a prohibitive underdog that the odds makers did not put a line on the game. Number five, SEC powerhouse Auburn was 2-0-1 and was playing at home. But Louisiana Tech stunned the home fans as the Bulldogs were up 14-13 with 2-0-3 remaining. Had Auburn pinned at their own 13-yard line. But Tiger quarterback Stan White drove the Tigers down to the 13-yard line and lined up for a winning field goal attempt. With three seconds remaining in the game, Auburn's Jim Van Will kicked a 31-yard field goal to derail the stunning upset bid. But attention must be paid to one other game. Houston 73, Louisiana Tech 3, August 31st, 1991. On opening day, David Klinger passed for an NCAA record six touchdowns in the second quarter. Nine touchdown passes altogether and 510 yards to lead the Houston Cougars to a victory over Louisiana Tech. Best team. Any one of Coach Lambright's three consecutive national championship teams from 1972 to 1974 would fit the bill here but we give the nod to the 1972 Louisiana Tech Bulldogs 12-0. Coach Lambright's 1972 Bulldogs were undefeated, untied, perfect 12-0. They started the season with a 7-0 shutout of Louisiana Lafayette, then reeled off five straight wins in which they scored over 30 points every game. After going through the season without a blemish, they earned a berth in the Grantland Rice Bowl where they defeated Tennessee Tech 35-0. Best player. This is a more difficult choice than you would think. Most pundits would select Terry Badshaw, who certainly is a worthy candidate, as are two other college and pro football Hall of Famers, a Fred Bolitnikoff Award winner and a record-setting receiver, as well as two quarterbacks who wrote the school's record books. But we give the nod to a punter, punter Ryan Allen. In 2011, Allen set a school record for punting, 46.3 yards per game, and he led the nation in punts inside the 20-yard line, 39. In 2012, he led the nation in punting average, breaking his own school record, 48 yards per punt. That season, Allen had 21 punts over 50 yards and an 85-yard punt against Mexico State. Ryan Allen was a two-time All-American. Ryan Allen won the Ray Guy Award twice in consecutive years in 2011 
and 2012 and became the first player in college football history to win consecutive Ray Guy awards. But attention must be given to five other players. Quarterback Terry Bradshaw, 1966 to 1969. Terry Bradshaw may have single-handedly placed Louisiana Tech in the national limelight. Bradshaw set many school passing records and led the program to its first two bowl berths. In 1968, Bradshaw led the nation in total offense. Terry Bradshaw went on to be drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he led the Steelers to four Super Bowl titles in six years. Terry Bradshaw is a two-time All-American. Terry Bradshaw is in both the College and Pro Football Hall of Fame. There was defensive end Fred Dean, 1971-1974. Fred Dean angered the Bulldogs' defense that led Louisiana Tech to three consecutive national championships. Fred Dean was a two-time Southland Conference Defensive Player of the Year and a three-time All-American. Fred Dean is in both the College and Pro Football Hall of Fame. There was tackle Willie Rofe, 1989-1992. Willie Rofe was a consensus All-American. Willie Rofe is in both the College and Pro Football Hall of Fame. There was wide receiver Troy Edwards, 1995 to 1998. In 1998, Troy Edwards set three NCAA records, single game yards, 405, and mind you, that was against the defending national champion Nebraska Cornhuskers, single season touchdowns, 27, and career touchdowns, 50. In 1998, Troy Edwards won the Fred Blitnikoff Award, given to the nation's best receiver. Troy Edwards was a consensus All-American. There was quarterback Tim Rattay. 1997 to 1999. In 1999, Tim Rattay set school records in passing yards, 4,943 in touchdowns, 46. And he followed that campaign in 1999 by finishing 10th in Heisman Trophy winning. In his career at Louisiana Tech, Rattay threw for 12,726 yards and 115 touchdowns. Rattay set an NCAA record for passing yards per game, 386.2. And there was quarterback Luke McCowan, 2000 to 2003. Luke McCarron broke many of Tim Rattay's passing records. He ranks among the leader in many all-time NCAA statistical passing categories. Rival, a two, one then and one now. One then, Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. The teams first met in 1953 in Louisiana Tech, won 61-6, and went on to win 20 of the first 25 meetings. Proximity helped spur the rivalry as the two schools are a mere 35 miles apart. In 2000, Louisiana Tech transitioned to the WAC, Louisiana Monroe, well, to the Sun Belt, and the teams have not played since. One now, Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. The teams first met in 1935, Louisiana Tech won 27 to nothing. It is called the rivalry in Dixie. From 1941 to 1957, Southern Mississippi won 13 to 14 meetings. Hullabaloo won. Louisiana Tech had a rough start to their program. As mentioned, Louisiana Tech's first season was 1901. They were shut out every game by LSU 57 to nothing and by Arkansas 16 to nothing. Louisiana Tech's second season was a one game season and it was a 16 to nothing shutout loss to LSU. In 1904, Louisiana Tech's third season, they started with two shutouts at well. Finally, in the third game of the third season, Louisiana Tech finally scored a six to nothing defeat of LSU. And while their last game of the season was a loss, they did score in a 32 to five loss to Mississippi State. Hullabaloo two. 1922, Louisiana Tech had a strange season. The team won their first two games of the season, both shutouts, 34 to nothing over Hendricks and 100 to nothing over Clark College. Following that century scoring outburst, they were shut out in their third game of the season by Northwestern State in a scoreless tie. Now, that's not all. After winning the next three games in dominating fashion, 34 nothing, 33 to six, and 89 nothing, they were shut out. 27 to nothing by Century and finished 6-1-1. One one. Mascot, 
a student adorned in a bulldog costume. The story of how the bulldog was chosen as a nickname dates back to the fall of 1899 and may well be the most compelling mascot story in the history of college football. On the way back from class, five students saw a bulldog sitting under a tree. They fed him and the bulldog followed them to their boarding house. Given permission to keep the dog overnight, the students brought the dog to their room and in the middle of the night, a fire broke out and the bulldog awoke the other students hugging at their sheets. The students and the bulldog raced outside only to find one student still remained in the burning house. Before anyone could react, the bulldog raced into the burning house. Soon, the last student did come out, but there was no sign of the bulldog. By dawn, once the fire was out, the students ran back into the building to find the dog. The bulldog was lying in a room untouched by the fire, but had died of smoke inhalation. The students, without saying a word, returned the bulldog to the tree where they found him and buried him in two of the students' jackets, one red and one blue. One year later, the student body voted unanimously that the school mascot be a bulldog and the school colors be red and blue. The exact location of where the dog is buried is not known, but that bulldog's spirit, love, and loyalty has preserved to this day. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.